Hungry Trilobite Podcast would like to start by acknowledging SoonerCon. Get ready for the next chapter in Oklahoma's longest-running fan-run pop culture convention. SoonerCon will be returning in 2024, June 21st through 23rd. Get ready for a weekend of cosplay, fun and excitement, vendors, gaming, and more. You can go to SoonerCon.com for more information. Welcome to today's episode of the Hungry Trilobite Podcast. My name is Aaron Bossig, and I'm going to be your host. I love today's topic because it is one of those things that walks the balance between internet culture and real-world culture. We're talking with Barney Smith, a guy who has made a book dedicated to the art of the dad joke. And as we're going to get into this in the episode, this is something that has been in the real world for a long time. We all know what we're talking about. But the internet took it and kicked it up a notch. So let's get started with Barney Smith right now. On tap today, we have Barney Smith. How you doing? Good, sir. I'm doing well, Aaron. Thank you for having me come on. I'm really excited to talk to you about all things that are are, are relevant to your podcast. <laughs> well, I tell you what, what's relevant here is, to me, this is an internet culture thing. Because I saw your latest project, and it dropped in my lap, and I just got the biggest smile on my face. Because <laughs> it is a book of dad jokes. Yes. Yes. And yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I, I, that's having a moment right now, and I think it's a great thing. But why don't we just take just a half a second and define what a dad joke is for somebody who might not get the nomenclature? Sure. So a dad joke is basically um, a humor or witticism that is that is that is geared towards somebody to roll their eyes, specifically if it is towards um, towards uh mentees so whether it be someone that you that that teachers telling corny jokes to their students or parents or or aunts or uncles telling them to their nieces nephews or children or or if it's somebody in a position of quote-unquote authority saying something that deliberately puts them at um uh, 
breaks the ice. So for instance, you'll see present, you know, um, people doing presentations. There's a really good, there's a really good line about when, if you're ever doing some, a presentation, the first thing you want to do is break the ice by um, telling a joke about something or, or something along the lines that just literally just puts everybody at ease. And the, and, and it's weird, weird enough, Aaron, I actually like, as I was putting this project together over the last few years, I actually did the history on, on what, the, uh, the origin of the dad joke actually started in like 1987. The first term ever used in poly was it was in a newspaper article saying don't, uh, it was a, a newspaper um, uh, editorial that says, you know, don't uh, uh, something about the value of the dad joke. And historically speaking, the role of the father figure in, in popular culture, if you want to think mid 80s to earlier to the 70s and 60s, the role of the father was always someone who was the stern wisdom giver that was that. And it wasn't until around the late 80s, the early 90s, when you started seeing movies and television actually portraying the father as someone who could be goofy, because that was never the case. That wasn't the case before. You saw that with sort of the impetus with Full House, where you had Danny Tanner, who was always serious. But when people made they, they people would they, they would end up making fun of him, but not making fun with him. And because he was always the clean freak, he was always the guy that was the um, kind of the straight man to um, to uh, um, to uh, Jesse and uh, Joey and to the kids. And Cosby show a bit started to lean towards that, too, while having Bill Cosby, who was a comedian at the time, um, was known for being funny. But in his role as a Cosby show, he was also the, the you know, the stern and wise father, but was able to be goofy once in a while. And it wasn't until you really started to see the early 90s, late 80s, where shows like Home Improvement or um, other uh, other shows around that era would actually allow the dad to be goofy. And the piece of the thing about the dad joke is that the dad joke is always completely tame. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't discriminate, nor does it have an ability to make somebody feel uncomfortable. Um, but also, because it's a play on words, there's a presumption of witticism about them as well. And that is also falls under the line of the father figure being also a uh, a cultural, historical and cultural source of of of, of wisdom. And that's where that witticism comes in in play with the play on puns and words as well. Um, and and really, since that happened, and a lot of it too is you look at, and this is a thing too, Aaron, and it kind of fits along the lines of, you know, the genre of your podcast is that if you looked at where we are, generationally speaking, where you have, you had the greatest generation gave birth to the baby boomers and the baby boomers gave, gave birth to the Gen Xers and the Gen Xers. And then as they, as the, then from Gen Xers, you have millennials to Gen Zers. And basically we're looking at now where the era of the Gen Xers are now, you know, square into middle age where we're in our forties now. And there is something to say about the fact of the the, the cultural acceptance of oh, it's okay to be goofy um, as an adult, where we see that a lot in the Gen Xer era, where 
you know, people now in their 40s and 50s are unabashedly proud of the fact they collect comic books or they play board games, they play Dungeons and Dragons, they play video games. And a lot of that is the fact of creating that 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 cultural acceptance of of an older generation being able to do things that are fun. And if you look at it from, say, like a a, a family tree of the sense of where the root of that happened the root of that happened, like the, the impetus and the birth of that really could be traced back to the fact of having a father figure being able to be goofy. And that was in the form of being able to tell dad jokes. So dad jokes, Aaron gave birth to be, being culturally acceptable for for 50-year-old guys buying, buying the latest Nintendo's, you know, the Nintendo gaming system. Having, allowing people of that age, you know, of, 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 of middle-aged men being able to um, be proud of not feeling like they need to put their Dungeons and Dragons books hiding in a backpack as they're walking down the street that they proudly put them under their arm and walk down the street with a bag of dice on them. And it's proudly allowing um you know uh, you know middle-aged men and being able to go to the comic book shops and stuff like that and in the early 80s you know that was that was a niche culture but now it's predominantly there due to the fact of the, and i and i and i firmly believe this is the fact of the uh, cultural acceptance of having father figures being able to be goofy and that really comes down to um really starting in the late 80s early 90s with the uh the uh the the birth of the uh the the dad joke and here's what i find fascinating and i love humor in general i i am a humor junkie and i have had all sorts of ranges of humor that i've talked about just on the show alone i mean i've had people on from kevin smith movies so you know you know where my head can go but the fact that the dad joke is at its core something that's it's by definition wholesome it is like you said inoffensive unchallenging it is geared towards something you can tell to children but adults will still appreciate and yet and yet and here's the part that i'm loving the internet embraced it as a meme when the memes are typically something that is very very edgy and 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 you know naughty and also an off color and they they also said now nah, we want dad jokes too we're going to put right. that there in the same place we put uh, the, you know pusheen and stuff like that right yeah and yeah and i mean it's and, and, and the thing too is also aaron like the how that the, the history of this book came because this is the for those that are listening i have the, the i have a kickstarter out it's called dadder jokes which is the obvious sequel to the book dad jokes so i have dadder jokes out as a kickstarter now and i'm I'm happy to say as of this recording it's fully funded so anybody wanting to back it you are guaranteed to get a a, um, at cost to be able to buy the sequel to that and also on those tier ratings as well as uh, those those um i have add-ons for those that um wanting to save some money you can buy my book on all your book mark book uh, purchasing platforms and like amazon and barnes and noble and walmart and stuff like that but also support your local bookstores everybody so there's also a link to my website at storycomic.com to actually click on the link to actually um find your local bookstore and order it through there as well so always support your local bookstores when you can and so what i was able to do which makes this joke book let's 
Well, I'll back up for a second, Aaron. Is that the the uh, the the origin of this, the impetus of of this whole thing, is that it was, I want I want your audience to um, take a journey back with me. The year was 2020, and uh, 2020 for some of you that might not remember because it was so long ago, is that um, it was a pretty raw time in the world. We had uh, here in the United States, we were dealing with um, uh, we were dealing with a presidential election. Um, we had the George Floyd murders, and we are also the entire world was dealing with the uh, the with, with COVID nineteen. So even and I'm you know I'm 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 being I'm being facetious in the fact that it felt so long ago. But technology technology wise, it was we had a lot of we have a lot of advances since then. Because back in 2020, you could stumble into a fight on the internet and just get in a big bad fight with somebody about. Anything to do with science, politics, religions, race, it was really easy to accidentally get into a fight. At least I can say is that with the advent of being able to, uh, with, you know, pushing on the issues of, of blocking and then just, and, and just basically being able to also curate your own news feeds now, it's so much easier to do that than it was a few years ago. Uh, it's, a hard, it's harder to accidentally stumble into a fight. You can still find a fight on the internet, you're, but you have to actively go out and look for it and get in a fight on the internet with somebody that posts something on Facebook or whatever. But nowadays, it's uh, you don't. It's it's very hard to accidentally get into a fight. But back in 2020, you could post something about, oh, did you see that beautiful sunset? And someone could post, the colors of the sunset are based off of air pollution, and because you like sunsets means you love air pollution. I'm like, no, that's not what I meant. Like it was like so easy to accidentally get into a fight with somebody. Um, you could say, I just bought a puppy today. It's so cute. Puppies come from puppy mills. If you buy puppies, you support puppy mills. I'm like, that's not what I said. Like it was so easy to get into a fight on the internet in 2020. So basically, anyway, what I did on my on my part on my on my my uh, in my corner of the internet, I would always, I would always post some random kind of like dad jokes, you know, once in a while, every couple of weeks, but I made it a, my personal mission back in around April, March and April, 2020 is to say, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to post a joke. I'm just going to post a dad joke every day. I'm just what I'm going to do. I'm just going to put one every day. And as I did that, I, the low hanging fruit, some of the really easy, you know, more popular ones, um were 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 there uh like you know um you know writing my name in cursive is my signature move like those jokes are just super easy those are the ones that you can find anywhere you know like uh you know you know for instance like nothing tops plain pizza like these are the joke these were just easy to find uh but i can tell you aaron so i've been doing that now for 20 21, 22, 23. So been going on over four years, I've been posting jokes every day. So I have of every day I've been posting uh, that and they've all been new. So being able to curate and find and stuff like that. And I could tell you too, Aaron, one of the, so a couple of things that makes this, my book more uni unique than you can find in anywhere else is first and foremost, it's the only that I've been able to find full color dad joke book. So it's the only full color dad joke book that I have been able to find. And I have two daughters and I have a son. I have an eight-year-old. All right. And so I have an eight-year-old, a six-year-old and a two-year-old. So I have two, uh, the eight and the six-year-old are girls. I have a 
we always have a thing on here that there's no such thing as gender specific chores in the home. So I made sure that all of the illustrations, I would say like the, the frames in each page is something to do with a chore that a dad would do. So here, yeah, you know, basically for your listeners, if they check out the book, I have, I have pictures of um, the dishes, you know, the kitchen sink with the dishes. Cause you know what? Dads do dishes. I have a picture of a computer at a desk because you know what? Dads work at the computer desk. I have a bit picture of a chessboard, picture of a broom, a picture of a bicycle, you know, all these things framed uh, a workshop, uh, you know, a bar, a, a toilet, uh, a rake next to a fence. So there's all these things that I've been able to post and there's uh, a, these are all full colored illustrations that are available and what I've been. And so that's the first thing about this book. That's different is that it's actually in full color. The second thing about this book that is very new, and I've yet to find another book much like this, unless it's like a joke book in the kids section, but this book here, this book that I published and also the sequel book, Dadder Jokes is 100% safe for everyone. You be, you might be able to stumble upon buying a, a joke uh, a joke book in the you know like for adults that will inevitability inevitably and I have it and I've seen this one might have a joke some jokes that are misogynistic or jokes that are racists or jokes that um, that uh, actually demean someone's intelligence for instance um, and or even here's the thing like uh, uh, you think a joke book that would be completely quote unquote safe because it's based off the source material. For instance, here in the United States, we have national public, national public radio, NPR, and they'll put out a joke book. And there's a section in there that actually is makes fun of opposing political parties. So any joke, and I, this is what you talked about too, Aaron, is that um, it's easy to tell a joke to make fun of somebody else. But in order to kind of, uh, in order to to kind of engage and and levit and 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 make levity of a conversation, it's important to make sure that you are not excluding anybody. Because when you exclude somebody in a joke, then it's not funny. Um, and I'm happy to say that this book that I've been able to publish, and also the sequel book I've been able to publish, um, my six year old daughter could take it to first grade. Teachers fine with it because there's nothing bad about. It. There's no bad jokes in there. Uh, my brother, who's kind of those man's man's, he works at a stone quarry. He uh, has a book with him. He has it in his lunchbox and he sits around with all the other guys that eat lunch in their lunchboxes, you know, sitting on, you know, stone walls. And they tell him, hey, break out that your book, your book, your brother put out. So he'll read some and they'll laugh. They'll guffaw. They think it's funny. My mother's a minister, Aaron, and my mother has the book with her at church. Because it's completely safe. It's safe for almost anyone, depending on there, that you'll be, um, uh, you know, did I already post my deja vu joke? Like these jokes here are made to be made, made to be humorous, made to be funny. But as you say, it's also made to be um, it made to actually uh, make you laugh a bit. You know, like what do I what do Alexander the Great and Winnie the Pooh have in common? They both have the same middle name. So these are the ones that are that are there for you. And the so that's the sec, that's the second thing. Um, the third thing about this book that is that is also unique and different is there about 
I would say there's about 5% of the jokes in here are brand new that I've been, I've been able to make up, which to my, to my reference, it doesn't mean I'm super smart. If you can make a play on words, it doesn't take a, it doesn't take a genius to make a pun or play on words. Um, but there's been a couple examples that were just observational that I had to point out. And one of them was, and this is fun, Aaron, because I actually made up this joke back in 2020, and I've seen it in the wild a couple times. And I love knowing that this is something that I was able to give to the internet. I was taking my daughter to school in the morning, and I live in Vermont, and Vermont is rural enough so that when you see a deer, it's not like super surprising, but it's rare enough where you'd actually comment on it. It's like, oh, that's pretty cool. I remember dropping off my daughter to, to school in the morning. And I drove back home and I told my wife, um, hey, you know what? I, I, saw the, I saw a deer on the way to school this morning. And she looked at me completely straight faced, Aaron. And she said, how do you know it was going to school? And I stopped and I stared at her and I looked at her. And I'm like, that is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and like I said, and I've seen that and I wrote it, I, I immediately I put it in as my that that joke of the day I put it out there and I tweaked it a little bit. And, and to her credit, I don't so the insinuation it makes it sound like the deer goes is going to deer school, but I think what she meant was, what, how do you know the deer was actually going to the kids school you like the, the school where i was going but it's funny of how she said that and i and i've seen that pop up in the wild a couple times on like like you know like 100 jokes are there if you just you can just type in 100 100 funny jokes or whatever and you'll see it pop up but i love the fact that i was able to um give birth to that and there's a few other ones that i did just based off of a play on words and stuff like that um and so that's the one thing about this other book they'll have listed on there and the the fourth thing about this joke book that I'm I'm proud to say about it as well is that I was able to also kind of introduce um I listen to old time radio all the time Aaron I love old timey radio programs um like the old Burns and Allen uh you know Gracie Burns and um um uh you know George Burns and Gracie Allen uh, uh Jack Benny programs these are like old programs from like the 30s and 40s um some of them have some pretty funny jokes that just um that with the right tweaking on it um actually can become um pretty funny um there's this old uh uh, uh uh charlie mccarthy charlie mccarthy was a a show that came out like during that time and it was with this puppet named charlie mccarthy and he had some really good comebacks and jokes and stuff and i was able to one of those I was able to brush off and just put into a modern, uh, a kind of a modern retelling. And one, this was the one Aaron was, uh, I told my wife when I was in my twenties, I was unbelievably handsome. She responded, you're right. I don't believe it. Um, and that, that joke's coming back. See, I brought it back, Aaron. I brought that joke back. That that, that was buried in the thirties and forties, but I, I brought it back to the, for the modern internet audience. So there you go. Your wife saying that you asking you if you knew the deer was going to school. It, it is like just a little bit of a tickling of the old joke that last night I shot an elephant in my pajamas. How he got in my pajamas, I'll never know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was a that was one of those like old jokes from the 30s. And that was a Groucho Marx. I think it that was, was a Groucho yes. Marx joke. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, when you look at the uh, 
universal appeal of one of these jokes, it can be hard to really see the utility of that until you suddenly have a need to pull one out of your back pocket. And that is humor has a way of you pulling people together, of putting people at ease. Like you say, you breaks the ice at the beginning of a meeting and you never know what it's like to be in front of a whole room full of people and know that you have to make them all laugh in a way that's not going to make any of them upset. You don't right. want that one person out of a hundred to feel that pinch. Right. Right. Um, exactly. And that's why, and that's where the, the, the beautiful thing about dad jokes come in because they're, they're, they're quick. And in the, the point of a dad joke is the point of any humor is that you lead somebody down a road and you take an immediate left or right turn on something they weren't expecting. That's where humor comes in is that it gives people a delightful surprise. And, and the difference between say something that makes somebody feel good and makes somebody laugh is what part of the heart you're tugging on. So for instance, you'll see something like um, this beautiful, and I, there, there's, there's a few things that make me just, um, there's a few videos, internet videos that I'll always remember that just really tug at my heartstrings. And there's this one, and you could probably Google it or find it on YouTube. It was about, and I, I can't remember what country it was in. So this was pre, like, this was back like 15 years ago before people could really doctor up videos. And it showed um, a street dog pulling another street dog out of a, out of a, a really busy highway to, cause he, he didn't want him to get hit by a car cause he got nicked um, by a car, but the dog ended up being fine. Um, but it stunned the dog. So this other dog ran through highway traffic grabbed the other dog by the, the scruff of the neck and drug him and, and, and saved him. And you're watching that in like any of those, like um, showing animals as like this, the heartwarming thing. It's like, that's surprising. And it made you feel, it makes you feel really good. And like, wow, that was amazing. Um, the thing about jokes is it's taken you down or it's taken you in a direction. And all of a sudden it spins off on the side unexpected, but, the wit of it makes you smile and laugh. Like I give you a good, a good example, Aaron is the one I posted the other day said, I just found out Albert Einstein existed. I thought he was a theoretical physicist. So see, it, it, it goes one way. You think it's going one way and it just completely takes you off in a different direction. So, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's one of those things that you're, when you're finding the useful the utility of that of being able to pull people together and 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 charm the room, that's it's a leadership skill in some ways. It's a way mm -hmm. of, of like I said of, of putting yourself up there, getting everybody's attention, and that it's it's showmanship is what it boils down to. And the it, fact that a, you're yeah. go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, like you said at the beginning, when you're actually saying that it led the conversation on letting parents be more free with themselves and letting parents be more fun at the same time being good parents i have never considered that before but i think that there's a connection there in that it does kind of set the tone for okay we had these previous generations and i'm thinking mainly of like the depression war era generation where it's like they just had like 20 years of horrible living to get through what they had to get through and they didn't have the luxuries that we're talking about here and then you have like a generation and a half where it's like you're trying to figure out 
what else they want to have in life now that they have the opportunity. And if a little bit of joy and humor is on that list, this makes it possible. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and, and that's, and that's where I really seem to, because my, 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 it, it's amazing when you think about the fact that, that, that there is something to the the myth. I still think it's a myth. I mean, it's, yeah, I love how people will take pieces of science and then twist them around to actually make it into something that seems factual. So I still think it's a myth of the fact that um, it's, I think it's psychologically we do this, but I don't think it's scientifically we do this where they say like every, you're a new person every seven years because every cell in your body, basically um, your cells die and get recreated every, every, and then basically it takes seven years for have you being completely new cells than you were seven years prior. But I think it's more the fact of just age and wisdom. When you think about yourself, like how you were at seven compared to where you were at 14, where you were at 21, where you were at 28, so on and so forth. You experience things. I think it's experience that makes you a different person. I don't think it's, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's biologically you become a completely different person, but I look at where, where my creativity takes me, where I was, uh, I've produced already three or four graphic novels in the past. Um, I, you know, I was doing independent comic books for a while um, but I think with the fact of having kids now, it's it's made me really focus on. Um, it changes your it, cha it changes my focus into, um, uh, like, not necessarily legacy, but looking at where, um, what kind of world do I want my kids to grow up in, and how do I want them? How do I want them? And then how do I want them to be with in the world? And um, and. I'm I'm proud to say, and this is the one thing too, Aaron, is that like, uh, you know, my wife is Nigerian. I met her when I was working for Doctors Without Borders overseas, and my my um, my kids don't look like they're from Vermont, and um and my big piece is making sure it's like, okay, what what impact am I going to have on the world, and what impact am I going to have that's that's going to um, make my kids proud of me. And, and and proud of the world that we're leaving them and what they're leaving our grandkids. And that's where it comes down to the dad joke piece is that is that humor is a universal language. I remember and like play, playing on words is 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 universal. And I know there's certain things that are gonna always be universal. And uh and having a shared moment of humor with somebody, uh is is one of those things that just really can kind of bring the world together and and there's nothing more pure than that idea of a one-liner and pun that is lovingly referred to as a dad joke that um, can completely ease tension and can completely do that and the best thing about these two as well about dad jokes unlike other genres of jokes like your knock knock joke or your uh, your jokes about um, you name the ones about doctors and lawyers and politicians always have are always aimed towards um, insinuating um, a, a disservice to an occupation or people. Um, but the thing about the dad joke is is that they're universally uh, there. You can find something about with a pun or a one liner for basically any topic that you could ever think of. And that's what also makes them fairly universal as well.
So. Very, very true. Uh, Barty, I want to make sure people can follow this and track your adventures and maybe pick this book up. So where can they check out your stuff on the web? They can find me. At, so storycomic.com is my website. Um, there you'll find um, I'll also host of all my um, podcasts that I actually um, uh, produce. And there's my books is also. And right here during this Kickstarter, what you're going to do is actually find right there on the front at the beginning is going to be a, a picture of the Datter Jokes Kickstarter. And on there, you click on that button and it'll take you straight to the Kickstarter. And there you'll find some very um, uh, exclusive uniques. I also have some dad joke bookmarks that look fancy, like from a distance, they might look like Bible verses to something because it's like pictures of trees with cursive writing, but they're all dad jokes. And so, so you will win and all your audience members and your listeners get this book and you will win gift gift you will win presents for for the the holiday season uh these are going to be great for everyone especially the it's especially the uh the bookmarks and the dadder jokes and the dad joke books um yeah you'll 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 win favor with anybody you buy these for i'm going to make sure everything that you just said is going to be in the show notes on my website aaronbosick.com barney thanks so much you can come back anytime excellent thank you aaron I would like to thank Barney for being my guest today, and I would like to thank you for listening. As you might have guessed from this episode or other episodes I've done on the subject of comedy, I have a weakness for the art of comedy in any form it comes. So if you would like to talk about comedy, please reach out to me at bossigpodcast.yahoo.com or follow me at Aaron Bossig, whether you're on Twitter, Instagram, or Blue Sky. Don't forget, you can subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time.